again. Welcome to Buddha's teaching. My name is Soti. Today we're going to continue uh, from previous um, episode, episode 8, which I talk about dependent origination, Patija Samarpati. Okay, so we're going to continue that. And we are approaching the end of the core of Buddha's teaching. Okay, the way that I have structured the talk so uh, from beginning until now, and very soon we're gonna wrap up. You know, the, it's all about the core of Buddha's teaching. You know, we're not in. We're not talking about the sutra or anything right now okay so all i'm concentrating on is the core of buddha's teaching everything else is a bonus and that is um, something else uh, into the future that we'll, we'll figure out but my goal is to get the to the core of buddha's teaching before we you know before we can branch out to other stuff once we get the core down packed, we understand the the core teaching, then we can have we have a really good foundation in understanding you know the the sutra and why the Buddha said what said what the Buddha said and and things like that. Okay, so like in the last episode, you know, in the twelve links of dependent origination. We see that uh, at the beginning of the origination of the all, it's even though it's like a beginning, but it's a loop. It's a link that you know wrap up to to itself, but it's always start with ignorance, right? Because ignorance is sort of, is like a root of all the uh, things that is happening. The root of samsara. So because of ignorance, you know we have this karma right? because of ignorance you know our karma we continue to serve our karma um, and because of that we have rebirth reincarnation right if if we don't have karma to serve we wouldn't have rebirth okay but it's because of our ignorance we have karma that we have to uh, fulfill and thus rebirth and once we have rebirth then we have to deal with all of this that we are dealing with um, on a daily basis right now all the living beings are dealing with everything that goes on in life right now sentient being or, or you know animals insect human everything included all the life all life are serving their own karma okay so ignorance in buddhism does not mean um, stupid okay ignorance in buddhism refer to not knowing okay 
not knowing the truth of what is not knowing of who we really are and because of that we live by identifying ourselves with the mere body and mind which is just the outside shell the accumulating um, ego self which is the outside shell of our very existence so as as long as we live with this outside shell we continue to evolve in this so-called samsara without knowing where the end is or what what where the beginning is it's an endless loop that goes on and on and on just like the buddha said in one of the sutra he said if you prick the earth with a needle there isn't a place on this planet that wasn't my bone wasn't my flesh from previous lives in other words we have been through this physical life for many many countless lives before millions gazillion times the problem is we don't know see that's one of the things like one of my friends talked to me the other day he said the problem is we don't know we don't we, we don't remember what happened so we continue playing this uh, samsaric game over and over again it's like a like a it's like an addictive game that that we don't know see and because of don't know the not knowing that's why the that's what the buddha said call it ignorance okay and the buddha wake up to that the Bu- the buddha was the person an enlightened person who wake up to the truth of what goes on okay so for enlight for all enlightened people for all enlightened people when once they realize this truth through ways of meditation or concentration or you know awakening moment they all after they realize that they all come back right and tell us okay i have discovered the truth just like the buddha he said so it, there is a way to get there but the thing is just like when the buddha reached enlightenment he was hesitant he hesitated to 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 teach because he said what he discovered was very profound and very difficult to understand it it took him weeks to decide 
uh, to 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 teach to to explain to people because um after pondering about what he had discovered you know by having conversation and with the brahman who came to explain to to talk to, to him and and convince buddha to to teach the brahman said there are living being who has um less defilement defilement has less dust in their eyes who can see the dharma so after that then the buddha agreed to teach what he had discovered okay and all the buddha all the enlightened disciple they all when when they have talk they always remind they always show people lay people the path that people need to walk need to take in order to to cleanse themselves to to liberate themselves okay so all the enlightened being after they realize the truth they show us the path and that path is called the eight pole noble path okay so that is the path and that is the only way to liberation there is no other way as it, as the buddha had discovered the the buddha said there is no other way it's the only way if a being wants to liberate themselves from this samsaric evolution from this from this never ending loop cycle of death and rebirth now the path is there okay so for for the enlightened being after they awaken to the truth the path reveals itself they know what to do they understand okay this is what to do right they know so they lay down that path for the lay people be, once they, for enlightened being once they reach that stage they know the the path is that the path is there and that's the path that they walk the eightfold path and that's the path that they encourage us lay people to also follow for for us for men for most of us who are living on this planet right now not many people get to hear the dharma that's one that's one thing already okay out of 100 people how many people do you think got to hear the dharma how many percent of the of the total population got to hear the dharma not very many I'm not even sure if 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 the the, uh, the dharma I'm talking about the true dharma. Even though there are a lot of Buddhists, 
you know in the world there may be uh, I'm not sure the exact statistic is but let's say I heard people say 500 million or whatever even that but see people even Buddhists in Buddhist country they only get they only touch and hear the outside shell of the Dharma they don't get to the core of the Dharma like what I have covered here okay so how many people do you think get to hear the Dharma the real the core teaching of, uh, of the Buddha very small percentage and out of those small percentage who got to hear this teaching how many people will follow through see now the number is getting less and less right but those are important people the one who understand it can help light the candle can continue help light the candle and leave the light for others to follow Um, so for most of the people, the people really, the, the way that everyday people live, live, lay people living right now, they look at life by identifying themselves with the body and with the way they think. Okay. And the, that is the, that is how that's how people identify who they are so another word it's very difficult when when people do not realize that they have this thing going on and they just struggle through life life after life life after life right it's it's like uh, people who are sick but they don't know that they're sick see only people who who have this feeling that something is not right it's just like us when we don't feel good when we sick we go find doctor to 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 for help to cure right to get to get better but only we realize that there is something not right with us. We, we feel that we are sick, so we go to see doctor to get the medicine. But most people who are walking the planet right now, they don't, they, they don't see anything wrong with the, way, with, with, with the way they conduct their lives on a daily basis right now you know they go people go through life just as as and as they know it right so they go through this emotion that they identify themselves with go through this commotion Okay, through this up and down emotion, angry, happy, sadness, laugh, and then, you know, get mad, resentful, regret, 
and envy, jealousy, and all of that stuff. You know, and status, you know, going after status, going after, chasing after all this happiness with all the materials, with the people, and all of that. That's what people do every single day, and that's they, they, that's all they, that's all people know. People that is what the people call life. See, and that's the problem. People identify themselves with this life on earth. Is that's all there is to it. This physical life on earth is all there is to it. So because of that, when, because of this kind of identification, people do not realize another dimension of themselves. And certain people are confused and they feel a little bit insecure, they feel insecure, they feel lost and afraid and when the hard time comes they pray to God. See that and be, they depend on God um, for God you know help and as a savior and all that. Right? Without understanding who or what God is. It's just a, a blind belief, blind faith. Um, so because of this, suffering continues. For Buddhism, Buddhas taught us to know ourselves, to understand, to, 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 to realize what goes on. And the Buddha do never ask us to believe. He only lay down the facts. Okay? And we take what the Buddha left and do it as, and, and experience experiment it with ourselves. Okay. We take for example the the way that the Buddha identified suffering with our mental the mental suffering because of the ego I. Take what the Buddha taught and experiment it with ourselves. We are our own laboratory. The Buddha said, we get mad, we get whatever the emotion is because coming through the five senses. Alright, so don't just take the Buddha's words. Observe, observe yourself. Is that true or not? See, so that is the teaching. So that's when you go through life. This is how you, we observe ourselves. We observe ourselves. Okay, the Buddha said that. So when you see things, then we start to, to have the reaction, and that's usually that's what we call who we are. We react to this. Is that true or not? Now we experiment it with ourselves. We hear things all of a sudden, 
we react, right? We hear things, we react, we see things, we react. And so after a while, we start to observe this thing that is really, that is actually happening according to what the Buddha said. Right? We, we are our own laboratory. Don't just take the Buddha's words for it. Practice it. That's what is called being mindfulness means. It's, it's observing our own mind. See, this is a way of living meditation. Okay? When we go to do meditation, in Vipassana meditation, Vipassana meditation teaches how to observe our breath, right, the in and out, to observe the thought, how the thought comes and go, and observe, right? So what does it teach? It teaches us how to observe ourselves, how the thought comes, arise, and then go. When we get into the habit of observing ourselves, then we start to then we can apply this habit, this practice that we do in doing our vipassana meditation. We use this method of observation to observe ourselves, our, our, our every action that we do on a daily basis, on every moment, because everything starts from the mind, and because of the mind, the mind creates desire and the speech and action, right? I have already covered all of this in previous episode. If you haven't heard it, so please go back and listen to those. So our mind is the source, right? That creates all this desire and all this that come out as speech and all that. So we observe this. So next time when, when we react to things, because of whatever event happened, we, we, we can catch it. We can catch that emotion that arises in us. Say, oh, this is what the Buddha thought. The Buddha thought, this is happening. It's, it, but it happens so quick. It comes, whoop, just like that, from the inside, from the, from the mind, right? And it comes out as a speech and as an action. And the mind creates this emotion. Why is it? Oh, it is because of the five senses receiving the information. So now I understand how the mind works. See, use your own body, your own mind as a laboratory. Observe it. After a while, you start to recognize this pattern. And then this is how you get to understand what Buddha teaching is all about. That, oh, okay, all of this emotion that I am having here is due to all this thing here outside. And all of this thing here is stirring up the peace, the inner peace here, the, the inner being the inner self, right? So, so experience this, experiment it, observe it, observe yourself.
This is what you call practicing Buddhism. This is how you practice it. Okay? This is the core of practicing. Alright? So, once you, once you get to understand that, then you got to understand who you are. And then you get to understand the inner peace, the inner being. When the inner being stops reacting to all the stuff from the, from, the, from, the, from the material world outside, then you become more peaceful, you become calmer, and you become less reliable to outside world for your own happiness that is already inside. That is, the, that is the key. That's the key to happiness. Okay. So, for all enlightened beings, once they reach that stage, or enlightened, enlightened stage, they teach the Eightfold Path. Okay. So, what, what is the Eightfold Path? The Eightfold Path is, let's say, let me go over it quick. Um, we have right view, right intention, right speech, right action, right livelihood, right effort, right mindfulness, and right concentration. So, these eight pa paths, okay, for an enlightened being, this is like, that's what they do. Right. So, what is it? What is right view? You know, for, on a physical level, m for most people, they don't understand this. Right? They say, "Hey, what, what, what is right view?" You know, I have my view. You have your view. You, you think you're right, but I think I'm right. So, when that conversation comes up, it, it there's no such a thing as right and wrong anymore because you know, no, no, I think I'm right. No, no, I'm think I'm right. Right. So there goes. You know, the argument. Right view in right view in, in Buddhist teaching is not does not does not have to do with the physical um with 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 the physical you know combating, you know, okay my view is right, my thinking, my idea is right and all and it has to, nothing to do with that. Right view, this is the view of enlightened being. Okay. So for enlightened being, just keep this in mind. Whatever they do, enlightened being are being who has no more ego. Right? They have no more attachment to the physical world. So whatever they do bears no benefits to them. They don't do anything for their own benefit. They become selfless beings. Right? So keep that in mind. So when they become selfless being. Whatever they do or they speak or whatnot, it's not about them anymore. It's just about the truth. What they what they see, they say what they see. There's no there's no if and or or but or anything. They whatever you they see when they see when for example when the fire is hot, 
right? Just a simple one. Fire is hot. They say fire is hot. It has it has no attachment anything. And if you don't believe, you touch fire, then you know it's hot, right? So so that is just a simple it's a simple example. But a right view in the eightfold path is like that. When when they see certain things that should be done in a certain way, they just lay it out. Okay? They say this 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 should be done like this, 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 this. Okay. And there is no attachment, there's no, there's nothing that, there's no hidden agenda, right, um, to, the, to the view. When, when they say it, it's how it is. Because if, if, we, if we don't agree with that view, we can, no, my, I think this way, no. When, because for us lay people, we think based on our own memory, right, based on our own experience. We have biased um, opinion all the time. See, for enlightened being, they don't have any biased opinion. That's a difference. So, that's that's what call right view means. Right view is is a view that when something said or something happened, okay, to 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 enlightened person being they don't react right just like you I have covered right they don't react they just receive it and look at it as it is and they express view according to whatever that is happening if it if it has anything that has to do with their physical uh, or or mental attachment. They they don't bother with that kind of stuff. I mean, another word is that there's no self involved anymore. Right? And the same thing for the second noble, uh, the second path is the right intention. Whatever they do, the intention is to help others to liberate others okay to to uh, to sh- to show the truth to others that's called right intention they have no intention of uh, you know deceiving people or doing anything for to to benefit themselves see see this path just uh, just like i said the path reveal itself for them this because they are selfless people they have selfless beings. Whatever they do, it's not about them anymore. So that's the path that they encourage lay people to do, right? Don't think about ourselves. The view or whatnot. Okay, just think of what it is. Don't try to 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 uh, you know to to show up our own views and I'm right, right, and all that, you know, no, this is, this is my, my way or whatever, you know, I'm, I'm a, whatever, I have power or this is, and all that stuff, they, they don't have that, see, that's the thing, so, because of that, when they speak, they always give 
or have right speech. What does that mean? When they speak, they speak of good stuff that help others, right? Their speech do not harm people, right? And that's one of the difficult things that we have to train ourselves because most of the time, we as lay people, we react. And when, uh, when we react, because that's our habit, we react, come out in the speech, and, and along with it, the emotion, when we're upset or we're mad, right, that temperature rise, boom, and then we speak out certain language, certain words that is sometimes regretful, right, things like that. See, we have to train. For light being, they already know. But for us, see, we have to train ourselves. The speech that come out, is it going to be harmful? Is it going to be hurtful? Or is it going to be beneficial to others? The same thing, action, right action. What is it that we're going to do? If we react, then our action is the the action that come out. The reaction come out normally is not a is not a good reaction. It's normally normal normally leads to something that is not good because for most of us lay people we do things just to defend ourselves our, our ego. You know, so we do certain things. So, but again, for enlightened being right action they don't react they act upon situation according to what is needed and is as of benefit to others so that's see these are the things that we have to practice as lay people we have to practice this and again for enlightened being like buddha and all that's it's in them Right? It's inside them. It's in them. That's what they do. And what they do, that's what they told us. Right? So, okay. Right livelihood. Right livelihood. The, the common one that the Buddha teach is not to um, earn a living by selling um, addictive stuff. You know, drugs and um, poisonous stuff okay and um, also not to uh, conduct business in weaponry you know that induce killing other living being and not to steal you know things like that that's called right livelihood you only earn your living through honest, hard working. You know, no stealing, no, no uh, selling drugs or weapons and all that stuff. That is a no-no. Because when you do that stuff, what, it, create, it, it create karma. And once you have that karma going... You you stuck in the loop. You stuck. We stuck in the samsara, you know, because our, our, our heart is not pure, right? We 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 do all this 
dirty stuff to to uh, you know to dirty other people's uh, mind or, or livelihood you know we we just do things to earn a living on what whatever cost there's whatever cost of, to others we don't care see when when things like that so those are the things those are the karma that stay with us see whatever we do right and just like guys have covered before that karma even though we're not aware that karma is embedded in the memory and it can embed it very deep into the into the vankajita which carry us to the next rebirth right so that's why we don't want to get involved with this stuff when, when it comes to weapon and drugs and all that stuff you know stealing and all that Right, next one is right effort. So right effort is you we have to put in effort. Okay, but right effort means you we don't want to go to the extreme. In other words, you know we have to stay in the middle way. We don't want to become you know so strict and stringent also that will hurt. And you know, um, give not good result to the uh, physical well-being, like the Buddha doing his uh, search for the truth. He only ate one grain of rice, and he almost died. See, that's too extreme. That's why he come back to the middle way, and that's the effort. That's the teaching that he that he get left for us. Right effort, not to lose. Okay, and not too tight. Find the middle way. Okay, through meditation also, it's not that because you you made it when you meditate so hard because you 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 know you gonna wanna get somewhere. Then that is too extreme. But if you don't do it, well, that's another extreme also. You gotta do it when you can. Do it with the right effort. Okay, okay, right, and right mindfulness. Again, mindfulness, right mindfulness is just like I have this um, talk uh, earlier. You become mindful with with your view, with your intention, with your speech, with your action, because after you learn to observe yourself the way you behave, the way you talk, the way you act, right, and how it affects others, is it beneficial to others or not? See, now you become mindful of what you do. So all this teach us and 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 help us to go through life without hurting people you become mindful of the consequences that could happen. So that's right mindfulness. And the last one is right concentration or we can say or we can people call meditation. Again, I also 
covered already. So there you go, the Eightfold Noble Path. Okay, so it's the path that the enlightened ones are walking on, and it's the path that they practice, and that's the path that is revealed automatically for them once they reach enlightenment, because that's the path that takes them, that leads them to the break from this samsara. Right? Once we keep doing this, then when we practice this Eightfold Noble Path, we stop creating karma. Little by little, we try to eliminate the what we what we have been doing all our lives. We've been producing this karma day in and day out based on our emotion, based on our reaction to the outside world. But once we practice this this eightfold path, we start to understand the consequences of our speech, of our action, of our mind, what it, what it can do to others and to ourselves. So now we're watching, we are becoming mindful of our very own action. See, we become our own laboratory and we are changing ourselves. We are not changing anyone outside. We are changing ourselves. But by changing ourselves, but by becoming mindful, by understanding ourselves and how our mind works, automatically we become somebody who helps the society. We are not we are not become we are not a burden to people around us anymore. Instead, we only do or say things that but is of benefit to others. We are not producing, and we are not doing any, doing it, doing things or saying things to for our own benefits either. See, there is no, there is no intention or there's anything to produce, not even to produce good karma. See, the people who try who who try to produce. To, to do good karma, right? And they try. For line being, they don't even produce good karma. It's not it's not like they trying to, but what we what they do, because it's the right thing to do, right? Right view, right intention, which means just for the good of others. The good the, the good karma is automatic but it's but they're not but they're not attached to it. See, in other words, it's not, a, oh, I want to do good karma, so I want to go to heaven. It's not, you know, a lot of people, they, they, they do that. A lot of Buddhists do that. You know, they pray and then they try to do good dark, good um, karma because they want to, uh, next slide, they want to be rich, they want to be beautiful, and they want to go to heaven, become in all that stuff. <laughs> all right, that, that is just superstitious stuff, right? 
support truly enlightened being, none of that stuff is in their, their mind because they become selfless. They understand this evolution, they understand what life is, they understand the, the, the game of this samsaric evolution. So there's no more attachment to karma. So once you, once you, they stop producing karma, then you, you become liberated. See, and when a lay person start walking this path, little by little, the person who walked this path will start to realize themselves that is the right path for them because they will see the benefit as they walk this path. They see because because they change, because we change in ourselves, we start we will benefit from this. But and this is one amazing fact. Okay. Once we practice this Eightfold Noble Path, we start we will start to see the benefit in this very life. Okay. This is the this is the part that I have talked earlier. We can achieve nirvana, a physical world nirvana right here and now. We don't have to wait until you know after we after the body breaks down and then go and get to to nirvana. At that point, no, we can get it now by having a really peaceful mind, a happy peaceful mind by just following this we can see the benefits right here and now just imagine for people who want uh, people who want to go to heaven okay want to go to a brahman realm and all that stuff just think about this if if we are living on this earth we have all this anger and hatred and all that stuff, and we try to okay, now uh, go to the temple and go worship and all that stuff, which is and do this donation and all that stuff, right? Because if you want to uh, go somewhere in the next life, but the heart and the mind is not good. You think you <laughs> where 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 you think the, that person goes? It's impossible. See because. People living on the shell of life, they you don't understand the inner core of the of their own being of who they are. Only if we know who we are, then we stop creating this karma, and then we have peace of mind. That's that is basically the, the the main goal of Buddha's teachings. Have that peace of mind. Stop chasing all this crazy stuff. See? Once a being realized that it the being the person, the being will feel like a like a bird. Like you know, liberated, fly. It feels so light, no more heavy burden, no more um, heavy feeling or sen feeling heavy sentiment anymore. 
a liberated being feels very light, very relaxed, very joyful, and very welcome to life. Because the enlightened being live with the inner, with the inner life. They don't go crazy with the with the all the uh, commotion with the outside material life anymore. Okay, once in a while, yes, it's as a bonus, you know. They can from from outside, an enlightened being is just a normal person. You know, just like I said before, uh, before enlightenment, chop wood, carry water. After enlightenment, chop wood, carry water. It looks the same, but inside is totally different, completely different. So yeah, that's the eightfold noble path. Okay, so just like I said, we are coming close to wrap up the core of Buddha's teaching. And if you guys have any uh, comment, suggestion, or any question, you can always uh, leave me a, a voicemail or a message or anything. Alright, so until next time, wishing you all the best. And may you find the path. Um, may you find the light. May you find peace of mind. Bye.